0: All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the Hustle Podcast and... What I'm actually really excited about is I know from kind of understanding, if you've watched uh, our last episode with James Bathia, aka Whole Wheat Builder, um, mm. woo, <laughs> go follow him. Um, there's a lot of creativity in the development world of real estate that we're passionate about that I know a lot of our users, um, that listeners, and everybody that kind of follows us says, hey, like, how do I get into the real estate world space if I don't have a lot? Or how do I even just wrap my mind around it? Because I do think it takes a lot of creativity to see that vision or partner up with somebody who's paved a way that feels like there's like a tangible model to sort of follow. So um, we are going to get into a little bit more practical stuff this episode, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> if those who didn't listen to the last episode, James kind of shared his history kind of shared his backstory of where we are here now. Um, So picking up, um, I know that you have had a lot of experience, obviously in the development world, working alongside contractors and, you know, understanding the process of it. Now being here in Reading, obviously if anybody is smart, you can see that the buy-in into Reading home prices, building, developing is significantly cheaper than anywhere like the Bay area. What have you found is your greatest, Besides that kind of obviously buy-in chip, um, where are you kind of at in this vision of kind of developing or making development projects in Reading?
1: Yeah. Uh at this point, um, I think I talked to Faith about this earlier. Um the I think think the mentality has shifted a little bit from um being general contractor, to boots on the ground, to walking people through um, how to build things and um, just the day-to-day boots on the ground to Mm -hmm. um, not just a money raiser, but developer. Mm -hmm. Basically looking at a piece of dirt and saying, hey, this is what it could look like, Mm -hmm. and then starting to raise funding for those projects. Um, But with that comes also understanding that I need to have a good team around me. I need to have good general contractors. I need to have a good framer, good plumber. And so that's where I think I'm at that point now in my, um, development of this in, in reading is that mm-hmm. I feel like I have found really, really good subs,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: so that now I can focus on developing relationships, um, finding new projects, mm-hmm. uh, right. Ra- and then raising money. Yeah. Um,
0: for somebody who's, Dang. let's just scale it back. Obviously you and I have projects or we've bought real estate, we've built it, whatever. For somebody stepping into the real estate kind of world and saying, okay, like I want to yeah. invest in real estate and there's no wrong or right answer because yep. it can go a million in one directions. Where do you find the best investment for real estate?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the start, um, I mean, I just was uh, texting one of my friends this last night. Um, he was saying, how do I get in? Mm-hmm. The easiest way to get in um, in the beginning is to literally buy your own house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the I know the interest rates are a little crazy right now, but I actually feel like because of it, it's the best time to buy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you can get, uh, we're selling a house right now and- the owners asking for a ton of stuff they want a fence they want um <laughs> <laughs> they want a fence they want me to pay closing costs they want me to rerun a sewer line i'm just joking but um but they're because of the market right now they
0: they see an opportunity they
1: see an opportunity i said no but the fact that we're even in a place where they could ask for something like that um and the price of the home that i'm selling it I'm selling it $15,000, $20,000 less than what I would have sold it for six, eight, nine mm-hmm. months ago. And so um, I believe that interest rates will fall um, mm-hmm. next year. Um, but <clears throat> if they do fall, there's going to be a ton of competition. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you're asking me for a fence and mm-hmm. <laughs> re-saw the lawn. That's mm-hmm. not happening In if you, interest rates drop yeah. 2%. And so to answer the question, I think buying a home... Um, is the first step Mm. and then possibly buying a home with a detached garage, um, or a bigger garage or something that you could turn into a mother-in-law suite. I mean, that's how my real estate, Mm -hmm. um, I guess development, real estate, how we have money to invest in projects like this.
0: It's our creativity.
1: Is because we took a detached garage and turned into a mother-in-law suite. We rented out our main house, moved into the tiny house with a one-year-old, saved all of that money. We basically didn't pay rent for a year, and then we bought another house. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we started. And so like I was recommending something. I would say, okay, yeah. well, if that if you want to get into the um the real estate game, the real estate world, I would start out by potentially trying to buy a house, even if it's a small house, just buying a house.
0: Yeah. I met with a, actually a first time home buyer yesterday and I told them, I said, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't buy a house that I would walk into knowing I couldn't physically remove myself in the next two or three
2: years. We bought a
0: new construction house. I was like, Oh, this is comfortable. We're living the American dream. I mean, it wasn't anything fancy or flashy, but at the end of the day, we still have not moved our butts out of that house because one, I'm comfortable, uh, two, um, you know, we just didn't have an understanding of what we wanted to do with real estate. We were like, check, we bought a house. And so I think the idea is I always, and some people just don't know if they want to invest in real estate. And I think if you don't know, if you want to invest in real estate, talk to people about why investing in real estate has gotten them to X, Y, and Z, or how that leverages them. And if you do wanna get into real estate, then definitely don't make your first house the house that you know you're gonna comfortably reside in because you don't wanna be you wanna be comfortable, but you don't wanna get so accustomed that this is too nice. Why would I trade this for that?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I mean there's always that, you know, the house hacking or even like, you know, buy a house in it for a year, turn it into a yeah. rental and move on. Cause you know, for investing, I think a lot of people where they get stuck is how do I have the funds for it? And I always go back to, do yeah. you have a house that you could turn into your first investment That's good. to then go buy a house? Or are you stuck like I was, and now I have to pay 20% for every single future investment that I make.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's a great point. Um, we, one of our, especially in Reading, how we've made, or how we're making money right now is building custom homes for people Mm -hmm. uh, and doing some remodels. We don't do a ton, but we do some remodels. And one of the first things I tell people, not in the beginning of the process, but I probably say it five or six times a month. Hey, I get it. You're spending a million dollars on this brand new home. Um, Don't treat this like this is your forever home. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot have the mentality that this is forever home. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone says this is your forever home, you can add hundred thousand dollars. Yep. You can add $50,000 when everyone ha- if you have that mindset of this is your forever home, it gives you the allowance or it gives you the freedom to spend, um, way over what you think is your budget. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about is, Hey, I think you have to have the mentality that, um, regardless of even if it's just your, if it's your home, you need to think that this is an investment mm-hmm. and that, um, uh, I know that this is just a means to an end, Mm -hmm. but I think that's for every home. I don't care if it's your last home, if it's the million dollar custom home. It's an equity. an equity
0: position. It's for your future kids when you pass, like they have something, it's, you know, a place that you can tap out to pay off debt. You could pay or you could pull out of your equity to go buy an investment property. I mean, there's so many ways to leverage it. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm there with you that, like, buying your first house is the first step into, yeah. like, can you actually get over the hurdle of owning something and, like, being not fearful of, like, oh, well, renting's safe because somebody else is covering me over, you know, cost of ownership of, you know, if something breaks. Like, I have a rental yeah. mindset. And I'm like, yeah, but you also are giving everybody that equity, you know? Well, yeah,
1: it's it's – I'm sure everyone has heard this, but yeah. you – I mean – If you're renting, you're paying 100% interest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's everyone's worried about, oh, 8%, 7%. It's like, well, you're paying 100% interest if you're renting. Yeah. Yeah, the rent may be a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and, And renting is good for people... In a certain season.
2: Yep. There's
0: always um, a season to rent it. Yeah. But I think the fear of not understanding the position that buying and holding can give to you yep. is what paralyzes you from never making a jump. Yep. Because you, and I, analysis, I mean, I. The analysis
1: paralysis that Yeah, the analysis
0: <laughs> yeah. paralysis. Because I always tell people that sit down Man. with me, I'm like, I rented and my rent was 350 You can still go to Reading Garden Co ops in the garden track and they, it's the most dirt cheap apartment complex.
1: 350
0: it was 350 when we got married <laughs> and go. dude it was like <laughs> the hidden gem you have to buy in um so it's like a buy-in corporation so we bought in by five thousand yeah. dollars and um it's month to month i mean it's I don't know if these are all the still the rules. So if everybody's just racing over to the garden co-op to like <laughs> um, file it, but that was like our first initial, like of what we could, could do. And yeah, now, and then Dylan was like, they raised it by $10. We're leaving. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, but my problem was is I got so comfortable or being in that, that from three fifty when we bought our house, our first mortgage payment was $1,800. And, that's and so I just much. watched Dylan just yeah. tailspin and he's like, why, are we buying this is a horrible idea, mm-hmm. da, da, da. And then now, five years later, I have $150,000 into equity that I would have never been able to recoup by sitting in an apartment at three hundred and fifty.
1: dollars Now you're building duplexes, not and... quite there
0: yet, but <laughs> <laughs> you are. I mean, you're... multifamily, like you know, that's units, a yeah, yeah. Um, but
1: <laughs> that's a duplex, okay. That's a duplex. <laughs> it's, two, it's two houses we'll argue... on a lot, it's a duplex. <laughs> <laughs> we'll argue later. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Is it attached to the wall? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but no, I think. I think I think that uh I think that's you know kind of what I always like to try to, you know, give people as inspiration of like just buy it, just yep. just sit, see if you even like the model of and some people just don't want to invest in real estate. And investing in real estate isn't for everybody. Um
1: It should be though. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it it I mean, my wife had the same comment. We are living in this beautiful apartment complex in the Bay Area across the street from one of the nicest shopping centers in Walnut Creek. Mm-hmm. And we had a kid and I was like, we can't live in this one bedroom apartment.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
1: let's buy a house. She's like, we don't have money for a house. And I'm like, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We've been saving your salary for an entire year. Yeah. And we bought a house and it was an absolute game changer. Mm-hmm. It allowed us to buy our second house. And then we moved out here, we sold both of those houses and came to Reading with a good chunk of money in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really do anything other than pay rent. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, our lot, our second house, we did renovate. But for the most part, we just paid, and, and our rent, I'm sorry, the rent that we were going to pay to go to a two-bedroom was the exact same mortgage that we paid when we moved into our first house. Mm-hmm. That may not be the same for everybody, but yeah. if you live in the Bay- it,
0: Everything looks better up here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Number
0: wise, everything looks better up
1: here. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh yeah. No, and I I I mean I love I love investing and I love sem- helping people understand like what position it's put us in long term yeah. and I think it's a it's a long term play and I think you know, certain generations, and I'll even, you know, maybe say a little bit of my generation, it's a quick satisfaction. Yeah. How can I make a quick return, quick investment, and get a quick return? And I think that's the hard part of real estate is you don't make a quick return unless you got a dive house that you flipped yeah. and you made some money off of, but then you have taxes and you have all these repercussions. And, and
1: right now, that's – very I mean, hard you to may find. know people, but, like, there's not a lot of people flipping right now. No. Because it's hard to find those houses. They're either overpriced or you just –
2: they're when a bad location. Yeah. 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 And, then,
1: and then having money wrapped up or finding investors for flips right now when houses aren't selling right away, they're sitting mm-hmm. on the market for two or three months. It, that's a tough sell for a flip for investors or even for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I've I've probably flipped two houses and it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um
0: We're in our we're in our first flip. We'll let you know how it
2: goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like
0: it. Okay, so let's just say person has a house. They love the idea. They're in you know the the, whichever you know listener whatever. They have a house and they're at that point that they're like, okay, I want to invest. Where and like I said, any place is. There's not a right or wrong answer. What are you seeing the best investment area of real estate right now? Like for return of investment or just kind of. How do you kind of in your creative space look at an a, uh, opportunity and say that's a good investment or this aligns with what I think is the best route to go?
1: Yeah, I think um, and this is a newer thing, but we're um, I'm moving Well, I do do single family custom homes, um, we're moving into uh, syndications mm-hmm. and apartment complexes um, because it allows more people to invest. I think I was mentioning before mm-hmm. that we're raising a fund. Uh, minimum is $50,000, um, but that allows somebody who you know, may not have a hundred, may not have 200 to get into a house or invest in a bigger project. It allows them to be part of a 10 million, 20 million, $50 million project. Um, and you still get a, a ton of tax benefits and you still get a ton of um, rewards for mm-hmm. being part of something like that. I mean, I just looked at an apartment. Um, it's across from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's selling for 17 million dollars yep. for 151 doors. I was doing the math and I'm like, oh, that that'll be paid off in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So if you it just with the income or the residual income that they're getting from that, um, and I think it's a little high, but mm-hmm. uh at year 10 if I bought that, if we bought it as a syndication group, we would own that building at year 10 and we would own a $17 million building. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that's the, that's the move that we, that I'm moving into, or that's the the position that I'm moving into now is, um, trying to acquire and trying to raise funds for much bigger projects. And the reason why I'm doing that is because before I moved to the Bay, um, we built a $100 million, $125 million apartment complex. And because I was the head of construction, I got to sit in the meeting with the developers um, and the bank. And I was thinking, one day it hit me. I was like, hold on. This $125 million building is going to be paid off at year 10 mm-hmm. without the developers putting, developers putting other than their equity down, without them putting any money into this building at mm-hmm. year 10 they will, I think once they actually put renters in it, it was, it was worth about $200 million. Mm-hmm. And so at year 10, they're splitting, let's say it's five five people, they're splitting a $200 million building. Wow. So whether they sold it, whether they did a HELOC and took money out, or whether they just continue to take rent, they own a $200 million building. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Yeah. And so this, the transition from raising enough equity by, building custom homes and doing what I'm doing at the Pebble project. And I'm, we're transitioning into either building or buying apartments. And the reason why I brought that up is because a lot of the investors that I'm bringing on are people who aren't in a position or don't want to spend a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 to build a new home mm-hmm. or build a duplex or build a house in an risk. they don't want to have all the risk, all the risk. Yeah. but at $50,000, um, for them, it's like, okay, I'll get 10 to 12% return on the money. And at the back end of the day, I could be part of something that could mm. be a huge payout. Yeah. And so with that said, if you could find a syndication or find a group fund or mm-hmm. um, a lot of this is raised through friends and family. Right. But if you could find something like that where the buy-in is 20000 $25,000, and you could just get 12% on your money, mm-hmm. that's a start. Yeah, if you don't, if you aren't in a situation where you have a hundred thousand dollars to build,
0: I think it just I, what I love about real estate is like it just gives you the creativity to do really anything and everything. Like you can mold no, right. it to how you want to make money back. You could build, you could develop, you could syndicate, be part of a group that almost like the group is doing the work for you and you're just buying in and you're just like, I know it's going somewhere kind of like stocks. You put your money into a stock and you hope that the stock market does well to, you know, have, you and you hold on to that stock portfolio to see how it ebbs and flows. And stocks
1: stocks do great. But one of the things about stock is that they're not, um, they're backed by a company that you may trust, Mm -hmm. but I always bring this up and this is not reality. But if, (laughs) if Tesla, Mm -hmm. uh, can't find a way to source their batteries and the, and the the company goes out of business, the money that you have invested in mm-hmm. that stock goes away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where when you have an asset-backed investment, like a house or a syndication that's backed by a $17 million building, the worst thing that'll happen is that you may not get paid out that fast, but you still have a piece of land, a piece of property, and there people will need places to live. Mm-hmm like the two two $250 million building we just built, mm-hmm. the rents were crazy when they put it on the market when they first finished, but the developers like there will always be someone who needs a place to stay.
0: Yeah, always. And
1: so what we rent them for is, that's the biggest hurdle.
0: I'll ask this question just because I'm curious. Because we'll, uh, Dylan and I have kind of just been looking at our investment portfolio. We are, we've are we been very into like in-law units and like building in-law units, creating that kind of return of investment. Now Dylan's kind of on the band of how do we get more doors yep. and like be doors, meaning um, houses or like or, or even like apartments for, for what, you know, return investment. Are you the type of person, this is a very far-fetched, are you the type of person that likes to invest in an area that you know, and you, um, are kind of living in or, oh, of course. or would you, for some people that want to find a good deal, would you explore a different area?
1: I mean, I think I would explore a different deal, but it would have to be somebody, or it'd have to be a partnership with somebody who was very comfortable with that, with that area.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I like to invest in the area that I'm in. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I'm investing in Reading is I know Faith knows this, but Um, we got a Panera bread, we got a Sprouts, we got a Trader Joe's. And what that tells me is that there's people much smarter than me who are doing the research to figure out the average median income that this place is growing. You don't put a Panera bread unless, unless there's people to buy Panera Mm -hmm. bread products. Panera bread is expensive. I feel feel like it's a high end, um, fast food place. Yeah. And so I think they just opened a new two or three new Starbucks, one of which is near the Pebble Project. Mm-hmm. What Starbucks does, the research that Starbucks does before they actually put a Starbucks in, you should you should Google it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So there are people much smarter than me who are investing into not just Redding downtown, but the Redding uh, waterfront. I mean, I think they've spent over two hundred million dollars in the last two years on just our downtown. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who these people are who keep investing in <laughs> Reading. My name is James
2: McKee, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who keeps investing in Reading. But I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, there's people who are smarter than me who are investing in Reading And I'm going to continue to invest in Reddit until something changes.
0: Yeah. Like what's the worst that could happen, you know? It's kind of, and I think it's the same thing like with like, when we started out, we were very heavily invested and we still have like a quite a bit of property in the garden track, which is for anybody who doesn't quite know where that is, that's over, you know, downtown, a little bit outskirts. Um, that was just like our area that we were like, this is where we're investing in. And it's interesting as we've kind of held on to those, we bought our first one for $180,000. And now to sell the same one, it's 300, close to 300,000. I mean, we haven't owned these very long, But like you said, as you kind of, and that's why I say, wherever you invest, know your location inside and out, who's investing it, who's bringing it, or where is the opportunity eventually going to come that you could beat the higher ticket price item? Because I feel like we beat a little bit of the garden track peak because now as the waterfront projects start, you know, potentially getting uh, built out over off of Park Marina and that comes into play and however those developments continue to roll out, I'm like, I'm just going to sit and hold because at any point yeah,
2: that's good. It,
0: it, it could change or we can then sell. And now the area has changed. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? I sell for what I bought it for that that's next to impossible, yep. you know? So I think for me, anytime somebody's like, I want to get into developing and I want to get into investing. I always am like, what's the, what are you most comfortable? What do you have to bring to the table
1: Yeah.
0: or start out with just buying your first house? And I even tell people who are buying their first house, I'm like, focus on location too, yeah, because right. it's like, you could find a good deal, but if the deal is sitting on because the location sucks then you know that it's going to be a hard place to regroup. Now, nobody would have guessed Costco would be down at South Bonneview. Like yeah. I mean, it's been in the works for a very long time, but I bet now 273 that area for what kind of maybe not a good track record it has in 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 the past years will start being re, uh, you know revitalizing i mean dear horton's building a new yep. development down there nobody would ever build a new construction development down yep. there but as more areas you know, Costco large uh, I know McDonald's is going over there. Yeah. you know, uh, the developments, like you said, pay attention to where people are landing yeah. because it's only a matter of time where that slowly then becomes the next popular place, oh, you correct. know and
1: it's and one of the things like our pebble project, um I thought of myself moving out here and we couldn't find the pebble project mm-hmm. And so I wanted to build something. That if we were to move out here, I know that's not possible, but if we were to move back to Reading four years ago, mm-hmm. what what would I want to be here?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's who's buying our house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, our target demographic is a young family moving from a major city. Yep, That's who we're trying to sell it to. And that's who buys our homes, mm-hmm. either older families or younger families who want something new, want something cool, want something different. So with that said, I think you're 100% right. Finding something that if you don't like the location, I mm-hmm. there's other people that aren't gonna like it too.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: so you should. So think of yourself and who you would resell the house to, and go. Okay, well, I love this area. I love that we are five minutes from Whiskey Town. Lake. Mm-hmm. I love that we're close to downtown. And if you love it, then other people will love it too. And I think that's an easy way to like pick out the big thing is like location, location, location. Well, how do I pick? It's like, mm-hmm. well, if you're gonna if you would live there, mm-hmm. then other people would live there too. I think that's an easy. Um, tell mm-hmm. on where you should be buying
0: yeah yeah we've always said hey if 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 we couldn't get this rented out would we live here yeah it's always how we've like and i'm like nope i would never live there okay we're not <laughs> we're buying not that buying, yeah or That's oh good. yeah i would totally like live there yeah okay great like yeah. it sounds good like it, well worst case scenario we're living here <laughs> yeah
1: it, it, the same thing the pebble yeah. project i was like worst case scenario if we have to sell our house um could we live yeah right here and i'm like i could live here all day yeah i love this location
0: yeah well, very cool. I think we could go on forever now that as we great. like <laughs> unturn the stone of the real estate uh, d- yeah. development. But well, um, yeah, if you uh, found value out of this, have questions about real estate development, syndication, the things that we kind of talked about in this episode, reach out to Whole Wheat Builder on Instagram um, and you can probably. Or
1: you can call me at 925 925- not uh,
0: Steph, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Wait, wait, they're like, wait, 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 nine, <laughs> two, yeah. five. How many
1: people?
0: But no, if you found value and you have more questions, we're always available to talk anytime real estate development um, and kind of investing in the real estate world, or as my friend James with has wisdom and advice as well. So we'll catch you on the next episode.